بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد وعن عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها أنها قالت للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم هل أتى عليك يوم كان أشد من يوم أحد قال لقد لقيت من قومك وكان أشد ما لقيت منهم يوم العقبة إذ عرضت إذ أردت نفسي على ابن عبد ياليل ابن عبد كلال فلم يجد فلم يجبني إلى ما أردت فانطلقت وأنا مهموم على وجهي فلم أستفق إلا وأنا بقرن الثعالب فرفعت رأسي فإذا أنا بسحابة قد أظلتني فنظرت فإذا فيها جبريل عليه السلام فناداني فقال إن الله تعالى قد سمع قول قومك لك وما ردوا عليك وقد بعث الله إليك ملك الجبال لتأمره بما شئت فيهم فناداني ملك الجبال فسلم علي ثم قال يا محمد إن الله قد سمع قول قومك لك وأنا ملك الجبال وقد بعثني ربي إليك لتأمرني بأمرك فما شئت إن شئت أطبقت عليهم الأخشبين فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بل أرجو أن يخرج الله من أصلابهم من يعبد الله وحده لا يشرك به شيئا متفق عليه الأخشبان الجبلان المحيطان بمكة والأخشب هو الجبل الغليظ. This chapter, as we discussed in detail yesterday in the introduction, deals with forgiveness, forgiveness from the wrongs, atrocities, persecution, hardship meted out at the hands of others. And turning away or ignoring those who are ignorant. There can be no more clearer example of the forgiving, the absolute forgiving nature of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his compassion, where Allah Ta'ala says, Wama arsalaka illa rahmatan lil'alameen. We have not sent you as anything but a mercy to humanity. There can't be a more clearer example than this, than the incident of Taif. And this hadith, slightly lengthy hadith, deals to some extent with that particular incident. Where on one occasion, our mother Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says that she asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ajeeb, interesting question she put to Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hal ata alayka yawmun kana ashad min yawmi uhad. We know what happened in the battle of Uhud. Very briefly, this was a battle which took place in the third year of the hijrah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Uhud is a mountain on the outskirts of Medina Munawwara. The ziyarat of the mountain of Uhud, those of us who have been fortunate enough, Allah Ta'ala took us to Medina Munawwara. This is part of the ziyarat. We go and visit this particular mountain. It is mentioned in riwayat that in this mountain, the brother of Musa alayhi salam, Harun alayhi salam is buried. It is also mentioned about this mountain 
wa jabalun yuhibbuna wa nuhibbuhu Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said it is a mountain that loves us and we love it with regards to the mountain of Uhud we find in riwayat Allah knows best what is the meaning Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that this mountain is at the door of Jannat and he mentioned that when you visit Uhud فَكُلُوا مِنْ عِضَائِهِ وَلَوْ مِنْ عِضَائِهِ he said, eat a little bit of the produce of Uhud, even if you eat from the thorny trees of Uhud. That is why it is mustahab that when we go there, we try and eat a few dates, if it's available, from the produce of the mountain of Uhud. And Allah's Rasul had a special relationship with this particular area and with this mountain, wherein, as I mentioned the hadith, he said, it is a mountain that loves us and we love it and it is on the door of Jannat. So this is an important ziyarat which we should try to make if we go to Medina Munawara. With regards to the incident of Uhud, we know it's a very, very famous battle. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam after the incident of Badr, wherein almost 70 of the ru'asa of the leaders of Quraysh had been killed. In revenge, the Quraysh mounted this expedition. They numbered about 3,000 and they marched towards Medina Munawara. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left Medina Munawara towards Uhud, which is very near Medina. With, initially it was a thousand, amongst them there were 300 munafiqeen that deserted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There was a mountain pass in Uhud which Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam appointed 50 archers to oversee with the instruction that do not abandon this position until I give you the command. The initial stages, Allah ta'ala gave victory to the Muslims. They started collecting the spoils or the booty. Those who had been accosted with this responsibility of looking after the mountain pass, there was a difference of opinion in the interpretation of the instruction of Rasulullah What was the difference of opinion? They felt that we had been commanded to guard this mountain pass till victory was assured. The Amir said to them that no. Nabi said we have to stand here till he gives us the instruction to move. So few in keeping with the instruction of Rasulullah remained behind the battle. The balance left their post and they went down towards the battlefield to assist the other Muslims in gathering the spoils of war. Khalid bin Walid, that time he had not accepted Islam, he was an astute general of the army, himself and Ikrama bin Abi Jahal. They noticed the unguarded mountain pass and they mounted a flank movement. It was the taqdeer of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These few sahaba that remained were easily defeated. And then the Muslims who had been preoccupied with gathering the spoils, now from the back a new movement was mounted against them, which led to a period of complete pandemonium and confusion. Seventy of the Ansar of Medina became shaheed at this, on this occasion. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa himself, the beloved of Allah, he fell unconscious. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Mubarak Tut was made shaheed. He was injured in his face, etc., we know the history of the mount of this battle of Uhud. It was indeed a very, very difficult day in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Many, many of his near and beloved Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib, not only the uncle, 
but the foster brother of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, both of them had drunk the milk of Suwaiba, the slave girl of Abu Lahab. So one uncle, the other foster brother, very, very close, beloved to Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he became shaheed on this occasion of Uhud. So there was almost a mountain of grief upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Interestingly, I'm digressing, find that the other day I was mentioning to somebody that in going through the history of this incident, it is mentioned, and often we should wonder this also, we know the virtue of being buried in Jannatul Baqi, this is the desire of every person of Iman, they make this dua that Ya Allah give us moth in Madina Munawara and cause us to be buried in Baqi. Why were the shuhada of Uhud? Uhud is only three or four kilometers from Madinah Munawara. Why were the shuhada of Uhud not buried in Baqi? So it is mentioned historically that these the bodies were initially, some of them were transported to Madinah Munawara. And it was the desire of their families. They were from the Ansar, from Madinah, to be buried in Madinah Munawara. Yet it was at the specific request of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Obviously his command that they should not be buried in Medina, but buried at Uhud. The distinction of giving their life in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that tomorrow on the Day of Judgment they will rise up from Uhud, in other words, from the place where they gave their life in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rather than being buried in Medina Munawara itself. Nevertheless, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha poses this question to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hal ata alayka yawmun kana ashad min yawmi Uhud? Ya Rasulullah, Uhud was a very difficult day, very hard in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So she poses this question that, Ya Rasulullah, was there any day that was harder than this? Was there any greater difficulty or hardship that you endured than the day of Uhud? Now to put this question in perspective, how much hardship did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam endure? Udhitu fillahi ma'lam yudha ahad. أُخِفْتُ فِي اللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يَخَفْ أَحَدٌ وَلَقَدْ أَتَتْ عَلَيَّ ثَلَاثُونَ مِنْ بَيْنِ يَوْمِ وَلَيْلَةِ مَا لِبِلَالٍ مَا يَأْكُلُهُ ذُو كَبِدْ إِلَّا مَا يُوَارِ بِيِبْتُ بِلَالٍ أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم He said, I suffered, I suffered in the way of Allah more than any human being ever suffered. I was made to fear more than any human being ever feared. And they passed upon me and Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala no 30 consecutive days, one month, and there wasn't sufficient for both of us to eat besides what Bilal radiallahu ta'ala could conceal underneath his armpits. So that level of hunger, hardship and difficulty, this was the norm in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One hand, Uhad, the other hand, this general statement in, in the, in, in, staged against all that is this question. In striving in the path of Allah, in sacrificing for your ummah, Ya Rasulullah, what was the most difficult day, even harder than Uhud? Was there anything even harder than Uhud? So to this Rasulullah Wasallam responded, لَقَدْ لَقِيتُ مِنْ قَوْمِكَ Aisha, it was, it was the treatment or the mistreatment that I received at the hands of your people. Your people, Aisha radiallahu anha, was from amongst the Quraysh. Nabi Islam himself was from amongst the Quraysh. So in other words, your people. In this is a very latif ishara, very 
slight ishara, very deep meaning also, that normally, normally you can receive a mountain of torture from what we call ghair, from those who are far away from you, you will be able to bear that. The slightest hurt from those who are near to you, from your wife, from your brother, from your father, from your family, very often because of the source of weight is coming from, the pain and the hurt is multiplied exponentially. Why? Because it is my own people. Aisha, your family, in other words, the family of Rasulullah, the Quraysh, the near ones, what I received at their hands, the mistreatment at their hands. Here what is meant by Qawmik, in other words, Kuffar of Quraysh, the Kuffar of the Quraysh. So those who are near to you, or the hurt you receive at their hands, obviously feels much harder than the hurt you will receive from others. So this was that ishara, لَقَدْ لَقِيتُ مِنْ قَوْمِكُ وَكَانَ أَشَدَّ مَا لَقِيتُ مِنْهُمْ This was the most difficult day in my life. What the treatment that I received. يَوْمَ الْعَقَبَ On the day of Aqaba, referring to the incident of Taif. We have run out of time, inshallah, we'll continue.